This episode is brought to you by Monkey Blood Design and Publishing. Hiya folks, Old Man Grognard here. Imagine, create, play. Monkey Blood Design and Publishing is a publisher of products for role-playing games from the theater of the mind glory days of the 70s and 80s to the in-depth rule systems of modern gaming. Monkey Blood Design and Publishing is also the home of the Gold Any Award winning The Midderland setting and its creator, Glenn Seal. Monkey Blood ships quality gaming products around the world from their UK web store, but you can also find their products on DriveThruRPG, Itch.io, and Redbubble. Not only do they offer high-quality gaming material, but if you need a piece of cartography, art, writing, or layout for your own project, Monkey Blood Design and Publishing can offer freelance services to help bring your own project to creation. So, if you want to buy some great RPG products or get help bringing your own to fruition, head on over to monkeyblooddesign.co.uk and get in touch. Let Monkey Blood Design and Publishing help you to imagine, create, and play. Abed than all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. Nice day. Okay, before we get started, we have a voicemail from Randy over at Biggest Geekus. Go ahead, Randy. Hey, Glenn. It's Randy from Biggest Geekus. I really liked your recent episode on balance. I used to be overly infatuated with it around the beginning of third edition, surprisingly. I thought it was a beautifully balanced game. It turned out to be not true, um, though I still had a hell of a time playing it. Then fourth edition came along, and well, for me, that's a big turd show. But it was balanced. I mean, at least the closest I'd ever seen. And 13th Age game I still love is balanced, but it's kind of, to me, it does leave it a little bit stale when it's balanced. I mean, I enjoy 13th Age. It's got a little more oomph than fourth edition, but there's some drawbacks to this combat's pretty predictable. I think I like old school D&D. I like third edition D&D where things can get out of whack. It's okay. Just It's a good DM. You do your thing and, and you it's your job to keep things exciting and I think you hit the nail on the head. Keep up the good work, brother. Take care. Thank you, Randy. I appreciate that. Well, you thank you for agreeing with me. Anyway, um, the, yeah, the balance, it's just I have more fun with an unbalanced game than I do a balanced game. I mean, balance is good the way I want a game balanced is I want the basics to be balanced and everything else is kind of, you know, up in the air. And if they miss one or two things, no biggie. I just do it the way I want to do it. You know, that's why, that's why I love, I love the older editions so much because you've got a lot of wiggle room in there. Anyway, thank you, Randy, for talking about that. And I'm glad you liked it. So today... I want to talk about these little little railroady bits and modules, and I'm going to talk about modules because if you're writing your own stuff, you're pretty you're pretty good. I'm going to say you're really pretty good at keeping that stuff to a minimum. But it's funny, there's always little real railroady bits in a module because it usually incurs with encounters, and if you play out an encounter, you still have to listen to your players. Now, I did this a couple of times. We just ended the Astonishing Swordsman game last night. Uh, next next time we get together, we'll be in Mistara back in, uh, back in the RC world of Dungeons & Dragons. But there were a couple of scenes in there where that they just let it play out. 
And I don't know if that was a good thing or not. I'm, I'm of the mind that it's not a great thing, but it happens. What I mean is you have, say, a set encounter in the book, and this NPC is going to react this way. But he doesn't have to react this way if you're any kind of good GM. What I mean by that is I had a, we had, you know, at the end they had an encounter with the guy who paid him who went absolutely back crazy and because of the green diamonds and he was going to kill everybody because he thought they were stealing his green diamonds, blah, 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 blah. And it played out, it played out spectacularly. One of the characters lost their lives by basically, I gave them a wand of fireballs earlier in the, in the adventure and it had four charges. It was the cryomancer. Ironically, it was the cryomancer who had the wand of fireballs. And he'd used them to good, good effect. And he had one charge left. And he decided to detonate it on him. And he was going to take this guy with him. So what he did was jump over. This was great. He jumped over the berserker who was standing there. And the guy was getting ready to just, you know, unleash all kinds of magic on him. He, he jumped over, grabbed this guy, and detonated the wand of fireballs. And they all went, they both went up. For, and he, he, he calculated real good. He said, okay, you guys are behind here. You're not going to get hit. And blah, blah. Okay, but I'm going to do this. And like, bam. And it's like, I did not see that coming. I mean, I was flabbergasted. I didn't see it coming, but I applauded it. And it's like, I didn't, I didn't, that was fantastic. That was great. I'm sorry you lost your character. And maybe I can GM it in a way you didn't, but I, right now it's like, that's the end of the, that's the end of the, mo the module right there. I sort of did the epilogue where they found the, I just let them find the Amazon skyship later. It was an important and, but what a spectacular ending to a game. And that's all because this guy went crazy because he was supposed to at the end of the module, but I didn't push it. He was getting ready to fight them. And I figured it was going to be a short fight because this guy is like, you know, he's got a good AC and some decent hit points, but he's no, nowhere invincible is what they just fought, which is flying monkey, um, a giant flying gorilla. But, Still, you know, I thought it was a decent fight, and then he did that. And that's one time, remember I told you in, in a previous episode about the encounter with the hermit, with the, with the chimera, I think it was a chimera, who a guy feared, and it flew away. And then they whole played it out. They played it out, and it felt a little railroading, and I, was, I apologize for that. But it was just a short bit in the game. But at the same, but this one, I just okay. He's gonna go crazy, and just like the module says. And then this guy did this, and I'm going, "Wow, that I love." But what I'm saying is, if you've got these little pieces, encounter pieces in your module, first of all, to me that kind of is indicator of not a very good writing in a module. If you're gonna, you know, say this this happens. But any GM, like I said, worth his salt can fix that. But I, well, what I would do is to look at that encounter and kind of pick it apart a little. You know, don't let the whole thing go. Because I can always tell 
when this is the kind of a railroady thing, this is the kind of thing because the room gets quiet and they let me. All right, they, yes, we do. We do role play, and they let me play these characters, and I let them play their characters, and there's a back and forth and stuff like that. But if I'm doing other than like you know describing something, I'm doing a monologue of a character. And if it's, you know, there are certain times when you do monologues, you have to do it's exposition, all this kind of stuff. Or, you know, find another creative way to do it, though. But what I'm saying is if the room gets quiet and they just sort of, like, sit there, I'm starting to think, oh, crap. You know, this, this, they're getting bored. They're getting, you know, the, I can feel the free free agency being sapped out of the room, you might say. So what you do is you look at it and you break it down saying, okay, this character is going to say this and leave room for them to respond or react. Even if they blow the whole thing saying, I like, I shoot the guy or I, I slay him or something like that. But what you have to do is in these encounters is you got to like, let him breathe, open them up, see what he, see what the thing, I mean, they're going to get the, inf- you know, if, if you want, if you want it bad enough, they're going to get the information they need. It might not end up the way you want, but the story goes on. That's the whole point. The story goes on. The players go on. They go on. So look at encounters like that, or any encounter, and pick it apart saying, okay, what is this for? Why is this here? I've seen no-win encounters that were terrible. I mean, there were no win encounters. We had one last night where they had dust to death come. They st- he stepped on a step in a, in a staircase, and he do- I let him dodge it. I gave him a dex roll. And if he blew it, then he would get the death save. And this was like dust to death. You breathe it, make your save. If you don't make your save, you're dead in 1d4 turns. So... I don't like those kind of things. So, yeah, there's, there's those kind of things I think are not very good writing. I'm not going to say they're bad writing, but not very good. But anyway, take encounters and break them apart and just see how they work, see what they work in context of the story, and go from there. Well, that's my bit. i got to go start my day. So if you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognar at gmail.com, or you can drop a voicemail on Anchor. Now, we're monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program, and I would thank you. If you want to do a one-time contribution, go over to Kofi at ko-fi.com slash oldmangrognard. You can leave as little as three bucks all the way up, however generous you want to feel, or help support this program, and I would thank you. I want to thank these people who are supporting me. Jonathan Oliver, Gilbert Juan Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, Jason, John, Allen, Aaron, Michael, Randy, and Joe. Thank you, guys. And if you want to hear some good podcasts, Dan, uh, Dan Griggs got the yawning, uh, not the yawning, Albert, it's the other one. No, he does the Jung, Y-U-N-G, Jung Grognarn podcast. Mark C. Walring does the yawning, Albert podcast. Kevin does the Red Caps podcast. You also have Randy and Joe over at Biggest Geekus. And my friend Eric Tinkar's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Mm-hmm.